Good afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Dr. James Show. I am Dr. James Smith Jr. And I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you. This is going to be a special show today, special because the guests are my students from Temple University. I'm on the faculty there. And we'll be talking all things education during the pandemic. But before we go there, bring out my co-pilot, Shannon Peck. Shannon, bringing the heat. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I'm excited today. I'm excited because we have multiple guests. I'm excited because of the topic. I really, really hope, Dr. James, that our guests today that are listening in or, or that are live with us literally light up the chat room. Ladies and gentlemen, I plead with you, this is your opportunity to ask all those questions. See, Dr. James, you and I know what it's like and, and our viewers, um, what it's like to be a professional in this virtual world. Yeah. But what is it like to be a student in this realm? So today we're gonna to ask those questions, but so make sure you, you ask those questions in the chat room. If Dr. James and I don't get to those questions, ask those questions, write your comments, ask those questions that maybe your children won't actually answer for you, but you wanna know in this platform. It's a safe space. <laughs> Always. What's said in the Zoom room does not stay in the Zoom room. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, I'm, I guess, again, I'm super excited. I asked the class, all class members, would they uh, come on? And these folks have decided to do that. One is from my class from last year, and the other three are from this year with one more student joining us right after class. His class is over at 1220, and he's going to run to the <laughs> Zoom and join us. So get ready, buckle up. Let's do this, okay? Listen, uh, last year for many of us, was different, it was weird, it was unprecedented. Uh, our lives changed, it really has. And I, I thought to get the perspective of college students who life has changed as well. I'm very familiar with Temple University. I've graduated from Temple twice. I got my master's from Temple. I got my doctorate from Temple and Temple plays a uh, key role in my life awfully key role in my life. And I'm really, really close to the university. Um, so this show today is gonna to be even more meaningful. Let's find out about how it is right now by bringing out our students. But come on out, unmute cameras, Ulysses, Sarah, Roxanne, and Michelle. Welcome to the Dr. James Show. Thank you for having I'd like us. to uh, begin by asking, and we'll start with you, Sarah, just who you are, year, major, and where you're from, and then each one of you have an opportunity to uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Sarah Dean. I am a human resources management major, and I will be graduating in May of 2022. And where's home? Where's home? Home is Levittown, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. All right. All right. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Uh, Michelle, how about you? Hi, my name is Michelle Keeney. I am supposed to graduate in the fall of 2022. I'm a human resources management major, and I'm from York, Pennsylvania. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. Ulysses, I'm going to save you for last. I'm going to go to Roxanne. Roxanne. My name is Roxanne. I am a human resource management major as well as an entertainment law minor. I am set to graduate in May of 2022, and I am from sunny San Diego, California. Ooh, something tells me you would rather be there today. It is freezing today. Freezing. <laughs> Thank you, Roxanne. Ulysses, please. Hi, uh, I'm Ulysses Smith. I'm a senior. I'm graduating in May. I'm a sport and tourism hospitality management major. And I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Ah, where the crabs are and those ravens, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I want to dive right in with this question. No buildup. When you learned last year that class would be online, what was your reaction and your initial reaction? And how did you how did you feel about it? So initially when you found out that college life, the way we used to know it, on campus or commuting. It's going to be different. What was that like for you? What was your reaction? Michelle, how about you? Well, I was excited. I thought that it, it was going to be easy, which proved not to be the case. So I was excited for that first semester, the transition. It was not very smooth, but overall it was easier. But after that, it's definitely been a lot of work and a lot of transitioning. Michelle, what what why did you think it was going to be easy? What went, in, what went into that? I thought it would be more like work at your own pace and kind of do it at your own time because I like to get everything done ahead of time. So I thought that I'd be able to just kind of get the semester over with in like April and just be done. But that really was not the case because of how long it took to transition to getting everyone online. Prior to the pandemic, were you on campus or did you commute? I was on campus. Oh, okay. Big difference. Sarah, how about you? When you first learned, what was your reaction? I like Michelle. I was actually kind of excited. I was like, I don't have to drive in anymore. Mm. This would be a breeze. But things, you know, turn pretty quickly <laughs> from excitement to like, oh man, this wow. is going to be tough. <laughs> Character building, I would say. Roxanne, how about you? When you, when you first learned, what was your reaction? It seems like this is a unanimous feeling. I was also happy at first not needing to take the train every morning to and from school. And then like everyone else, you slowly learn, okay, this is challenging for a number of reasons. And it is definitely easier, I would say, in some ways, but overall, it has proven to be pretty difficult um, to, to have this online class going on, an online community. It's um, definitely been a challenge. Mm, we're going to come back to that. I want to talk about the challenge. Ulysses, how about you? Your initial reaction? Um, just having everybody else, I thought it was going to be easy. Uh, like Michelle, I thought I could work at my own pace, get my work done, you know, here, there, you know, at different time slots throughout the day. But the professors and everything, they really ramped it up. It was very hard to transition over time. And, you know, like you say, that Zoom fatigue really kicked in over a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, we now know that we're in it. I've heard that it's challenging. Specifically, if it has been challenging for you, what's created the challenge? Michelle? 
One thing that I found increasingly difficult is professors that don't know how to navigate um, our Canvas pages, which is where all of our assignments and everything are. Most of them have figured it out by this point, but I do have a, um, a professor this semester who doesn't know how to put due dates in, so it just makes it very chaotic to get everything done for every class and not know when assignments for that class is due. Roxanne, you said challenging too. What's what's been a challenge for you during this time? Well, first of all, there is the technical difficulties that we have, which is expected. Uh, like Michelle said, there is a lot of teachers who are farther behind with technology than us students are. And not only that, but I've actually gone through the um, curriculum for this, what, what they're calling is a, a flipped classroom style yeah. at Temple. And kind of the, the model of that is that students are expected to do 99% of their learning outside of class and coming to classes for discussion, which is actually something I've read on Temple's official curriculum posts. And the problem with that is when we go to class, we expect to learn in class. That's why we're going, that's what we're paying for. And we have our PowerPoints and we have the homework, but the lessons from the teachers where we really learn. And one of the biggest problems is, is some teachers expect you to, instead of going to them for questions, to go over the Zoom lectures again. And not all of us have the time to sit down for two hours and rewatch an entire lecture. So that's, I would say, is one of the biggest difficulties right now. Sarah, what are you dealing with right now from a challenge perspective uh, that really, I'm not gonna say keeping you up at night, but it has you thinking about your, your new journey. Yeah, I think Roxanne really nailed it. Um, I think a big part of this is that for me personally, I work a full-time job, so I would go to class right after work. But as we all transitioned home for work, my working hours got longer, you know, that blur that you're not done working anymore. And then the idea that now like 90% of the work is on me to figure out my own education in a sense, to then come to class to already know the material. And I have two small kids. I was just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Honestly, I don't know if I can, but I figured out I can now. But at the time I was like, I don't think I can do this. Hmm. What have you learned about perspective during this time? One of the words I love using perspective, viewpoint, thoughts. How about you, Ulysses, perspective? What has this pandemic, this experience, this new way of learning, not being on campus, not having the college life, what has it taught you? Um, it's taught me a few things. Technological world is very important. That's one thing. but. Also how we're not always gonna have our learning style and be as comfortable as we always wanted. I'm a in-person type of person. I'm a hands-on type of guy, you know, with the learning and, you know, talking to professors after class and being in, having them available at all times, you know, and see the PowerPoints, do in-person, talk to my classmates, but to have it on Zoom and to have to email them, waiting for people to, email you back and it's not kind of on hand as quickly as we're used to it. It's kind of, it's, it was a challenge for me overall. So 
Right. I want to talk a little bit about your, your journey, how you got to Temple. And I want to start with Roxanne because you mentioned California. So how'd you get to Temple? Talk, talk us through your journey. What was that like? Well, I first moved to Philadelphia in very end of 2017. And I had started out at the community, community College of Philadelphia, which I really loved it there. Actually, I think it's a great community college. And then I, I had always heard about Temple being a, first of all, really good school and um, a, a pretty reasonable price as well. And I know at CCP, the community college, they have a big connection with Temple. So it was kind of an easy transition pathway from the community college to Temple. And as soon as I first got to the community college, I had, had kind of already known that's where I wanted to go. So two years later, I had received my associate's degree in business and business technology, and I had transferred seamlessly to Temple. And here I am. Glad you are here. Sarah, you're going to go next. However, Shannon's going to bring some chat room love to the fore right now. What's happening in the chat room, Shannon? Folks are already lighting it up. I'm so excited for the Dr. James show today. Greetings from Malaysia. Um, so folks, you've gone international. Do you <laughs> gotta say one, let's let's put on the positive board one check for, for a virtual world so far. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, also, go owls, nice to meet you all. Um, we also in our chat room put all the information for our students out there. And um, let's see. Oh, Sweden is here as well. So we do have a question. Um, let's see. How has the professor or teachers changed the design of education and their way of conducting classes? Who is that going to be targeted toward? Who wants to take that one on? Let's go, Sarah. Take it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, actually, so the professors, like we said, there was a little bit of a struggle in the beginning because they wanted, it seemed as though they wanted to keep the classroom structure without a classroom. So it was hard to keep everyone engaged. It was hard. You were figuring out the breakout rooms. You were figuring out, you know, just the, the way the teaching was going to happen. Were they going to teach? Were they just going to lecture? Or were we going to learn it and discuss it? But I really have to say that Dr. James, not just because I'm here, but Dr. James is really has been like a blessing in disguise for this kind of monotony of online teaching because it's not so much read this textbook, take this quiz, do this. It's more of a real life practical, let's talk about life thing. And it's been wonderful. Oh, A, she gets an A, she gets an A. <laughs> <laughs> Any additional ones, Shannon? Yes. How have you all dealt with the social restrictions, which is normally a huge positive to college life? For example, not being able to develop great friendships. Um, let's that, go to- that, that, That's one of the questions I was gonna have as well, because we know what campus life is about. Yeah. We know we grow during campus life. When we move away from home, it's, it's that college experience is so key. Even if you commute, it's still a huge experience. So I guess the question is, social limits. Michelle, yeah. you're smiling. What are your thoughts? So I think the pandemic has really showed me how to strengthen my current relationships 
it's been very hard to create new ones at this time. So I think I've really put an emphasis on strengthening like the relationship with my roommate and with some of my fellow classmates that I've had in the past. Plus we've had a lot of group projects and professors have really focused on breakout rooms a lot. So we have gotten to meet new people, just not in a way you would typically expect. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. How about you, Ulysses, from, from a social standpoint, limited social gathering and the limitations? Just like Michelle, um, I actually have roommates. And so those are a lot of people I hung out with on campus. So we've had a lot of, you know, bonding time, you could say, <laughs> inside the house. And then um, it's been hard. I mean, social interactions, like Michelle was saying, like group projects have been harder, you know. We've had those times when we're in class and we can actually talk to the students and, you know, get that work done to teachers assign those times for us to work on those group projects. But it's been harder on Zoom and, you know, being that social aspect. Have you guys, you, your roommates, you police each other, wear your mask, social distance, making sure each one of you adheres to the guidelines? Yeah, we make sure that we keep everybody in check, make sure, hey, if you're going out, make sure you please wear a mask. Like we have other people in the house, so, you know, the virus can spread quickly. So just making sure that we're all, you know, staying safe. All right. Sarah, I want to go back to you, knock on your door, your journey to Temple. You didn't come right to Temple and you mentioned you have two children. Talk to us about how you got here. Oh, so <laughs> I was at Bucks, uh, County Community College when I first got out of high school and I really kind of realized that I, I had no idea what I wanted to do in life so I was habitually changing my majors and then I decided that since I didn't know what I was going to do the military would tell me what to do and then I joined the military and they said you could do whatever you want to do <laughs> I was like no <laughs> so um, I did my four years there and I did a lot of growing up, honestly. I did a lot of growing up while I was in, in the military and I really honed in on what I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to work with people and I knew I was coming back home to Philadelphia and Temple was a fantastic school. I had a lot of friends that went there so it was an obvious choice for me. Has your military experience helped you with dealing with what you're dealing with now? And how so? I think it has. I think it definitely has. It made me really come out of my shell a lot more. It gave me a, like a sense of confidence that I didn't have when I went in. It, I kind of know what I bring to the table now. So I have just a lot more confidence than I ever did. And it helped a lot because when you join the military, you go with you know nobody with you. So you have to meet new people. So when I start a new class, I normally am okay with you know talking to the new students and trying to make new friends. But when the co when COVID hit, it it is difficult to try to build those bonds because we only have 55 or 55 minutes or two hours, and you're trying to cram so much into that 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 socialization isn't really there anymore. Mm. This next question is for anyone who wants to address it, but I want Roxy and I want you to start off. Um, if you could get all professors around in a room and talk to them or program them on how to do what we're doing better, to create more of an experience, be more emotive. What would you tell them? How would you program? What would you say to your professors? And you can get away with it. What would you say? <laughs> I think I would, and, and this doesn't go for all professors. I've had many great professors who do really 
take into consideration what we need, but if I could get away with it, I would tell them to have realistic expectations. I think one thing that honestly kind of upsets me sometimes is I've had teachers who will um, penalize students for not turning on their cameras. You know, that is a grade for some students. And the problem is with that is not everyone has a broadcastable living situation. So I would, that's one of the expectations I think a lot of professors need to understand is that not everyone need, wants to be on camera. That is kind of intrusive, especially in our, our own homes. And I would also let teachers know that it is so much less engaging to have to go out and learn all this material on our own. Because like I said, with the flipped classroom schedule, we're expected to know the material before we come to class. And I would like to tell professors that that's not realistic. That's not what we're paying for. I could I could go to an online school anywhere if that's that that's what I wanted. What's what's the point of having the lecture if we're supposed to be just learning on our own? So that's <laughs> if I could get away with it, that's where I would start. Well, I'm one of those professors who I don't make it grade worthy, but I want people I want to see faces and. One of the reasons I want to do that is because when we're in person, I see your face. And if I'm doing my best to create an experience, an online experience like in person, um, I ask to see it. But I also believe that creating an environment of trust, camaraderie plays a role too in doing that. But Roxanne, you just gave me another perspective on that. So I'll keep that in mind going forward. Looks like Alex joined us. A.M. Alex Moon in the house. How are you? Doing good, doing great. You just came from class. I did, yeah. I just came from a class called Risk Management, just about you know managing risk and everything like that. But uh, it was good. Welcome to the party. You wanna give us a quick introduction, who you are, your major, your year, and where's home? Sure. So currently I am a junior uh, graduating May 2022. My major is human resource management and home for me is uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, kind of like 30 minutes out from Philadelphia. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Michelle, how about you? If you could program or say something to your professors that would make your experience, your educational experience better during this time, what would you say? To bounce off of Roxanne, I would really just let them know, like, yes, we have to have all of this information ready before we get to class to talk about. But at the same time, we are spending our entire day looking at a laptop screen. And for most of us, it's tiring. Like, we get tired of getting on Zoom. We get tired of reading page after page, doing assignment after assignment. And it gets hard to find some time to even just step away from the screen without feeling like you're falling behind on your work. What would you do differently? This is for any of you. What would you do differently to make this experience uh, more worthwhile where it doesn't seem redundant and you're not having the Zoom fatigue? What would you do differently? I've had some professors that don't require us to get on Zoom and they record their Zoom lectures and then we can watch it at our own pace. And that's helped me a lot, especially with like statistics to go back and watch, figure out how to do everything, really understand the concepts and work at my own pace. That has really helped me a lot. How about you, Sarah? I think honestly, just kind of shortening it a little bit 
because I know two hours is a long time. Like you said, most, you know, when we take night classes, uh, it's assumed that most of us are working or we have classes earlier, you know, something going on during the day. So by the time we get on at night, it's like oh, another two hour class, you know? So I think maybe shorten it to an hour would probably be beneficial for everyone. Got it, got it. Let's add another layer of difference to our lives last year. We had the social unrest, political uh, goings on. We had the ele- uh, getting ready for the election. Um, we had the George Floyd murder and pandemic. What, what was what was that like for you last year as a student for the first time online dealing with 2020? Ulysses, what was that like for you? I'm not gonna lie, it was hectic. Um, you had a lot of different perspectives, especially in the classroom, professors, um, just trying to, you know, keep the outside noise outside and then focus on school at the same time and then going like Roxanne and Michelle say you have a lot of assignments professors cramming a lot of things in but then also you have this craziness going on outside and then you have your own perspective going in from your inside personal feelings about it so it was just a lot going around and it it was frustrating it was it was hard to cope with. Mm. How about you Alex your last year in addition to the pandemic and online education everything that was happening in the world? Um, I'd say fall of 2020 and spring of 2020 was definitely, uh, well, not really fall, but the spring was really, really challenging uh, to say the least. It was hard, like Ulysses says, to kind of uh, like be focused on like my studies when all of these things were happening, you know, not just in our country, but just kind of internationally, you know, kind of like the movements that were going on. So I would say that for one, uh, it was definitely important to keep, you know, my close ones close and, you know, to have them kind of like be with me throughout the whole experience and to try to you know, make sure that I'm educated in what's going on and making sure that, you know, the least I can do on my part is to help those around me stay educated. Thank you. How about you, Sarah? Because your situation is different. Your mom, homeschooling, perhaps, everything that happened in the, in the world and now pandemic. How about you? What was last year like for you? So last year was actually really kind of eye-opening for me because, you know, everything was um, around like these racial tensions and all sorts of things. And um, I'm actually in a interracial relationship. My kids are biracial. And so it was just this whole idea that I didn't know I had to worry about, you know? So it was just, and then it made me so sad because I didn't even know that that was life. You know, it was just this whole retrospective, eye-opening experience. Mm, It was, it was. Roxanne, how about for you? I would definitely agree with Ulysses that it was hectic, but it also was very eye-opening. And I think the way I best got through it was keeping my loved ones close. It was continuing to dedicate myself to school. I think that kept me very much grounded, but it was a very disheartening time to see all of these horrible things going on in the world and feel like we had no control over it. So we had the you know, coronavirus pandemic, and then we have a racism epidemic going on at the same time, seem- seemingly just in full force. So it was a lot to take in at the time. Um, so it really required me to, to ground myself somewhere productive because I felt like the outside world was so out of control 
the only thing I could do was keep my inside world in control. And that seemed to get me through it just fine. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Shannon, what's happening in the chat room? The chat room is alive and well. Um, let's see, uh, folks are saying you all have seemed to adjust it very well and good luck to you all. Uh, thanks for your service, Sarah. Um, one of our questions is, do you think that remote learning has offered a chance for students of color to thrive because of the their remote from the bias that is sometimes encountered in a classroom? Who would like to take that one on? Alex, I see you thinking. Michelle, you look like you're ready. Sarah, smile. oh, you listen, got the big smile. Shannon, who are you going to call on? Which one? <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Ulysses. Um, I, I believe it gave a little opportunity, but not as much as it's needed, just because local was going on in the outside world for voices to be heard. So at the same time, it wasn't as much opportunity that was needed. You know, a lot of people still felt excluded from the opportunities that they should have. So I don't think it gave all the opportunity, but it, it, it picked up a little bit, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Ooh. Michelle, how about you? I mean, I don't feel as if I can say much about this as I am not a person of color. I don't feel like I can really offer an opinion. I don't see that a lot has changed though, right. quite honestly. Alex, thoughts? Yeah, uh, foremost, I wanna say that at least with my time at Temple, I've personally never felt like my, you know, the color of my skin has, you know, reduced the chance of me being able to thrive at this university or anything like of the sort. But I do think the online learning has given a lot of people the opportunity to kind of, you know, be on a level playing field, you know, and it's not just things like skin tone, but also can be things like class. Obviously, you know, not everyone is fortunate enough to have the right technology to take part in things, you know, like this call or things like that. But on a holistic scale, there are a lot more opportunities available now because things are on a bit more of an even playing field. Mm. Anything else in the chat room, Shannon? Any comments? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, one of our viewers is saying, "I hear all of your, you know, of your struggles, and I do not envy your college experience at all." Uh, the one thing that you're learning right now is that every adult and company is currently learning how to handle and create a balance via this virtual platform. And you know, after this, you folks will be so far ahead of what companies are doing. Um, that you'll be able to connect and be diligent enough to work a 40, 50 hour work week from your home computer. So a positive thing is a, good, a nice pivot and twist for you folks is that you're gonna be better equipped in the virtual world and have more options going out into that workforce. Um, I do have another question, Dr. Jameson from the chat Let's room. Do one more. Let's do one more, yeah. Okay. Has anyone unfortunately experienced a friend um, catching the virus? And if so, how did that affect you and your um, academic obligations? And how did you manage moving forward? Let's see, Roxanne. So I've actually had a few friends and my brother catch the coronavirus. And I can't say it really changed my obligations to school because um, a lot of my friends are on the West Coast, by the way. But um, I'm a pretty safe person with all of this. I have health conditions, so I avoid it at all costs. But if anything, um, it definitely made me see how real this all is. And also 
people say young people can't get seriously sick from this. That's so wrong. Every young person I know who has had this has been seriously sick. So although my obligation to school hasn't changed, definitely my, my views on catching the coronavirus have. Yeah, thank you, Shannon. Question for everyone. It's 20, 30 years from now, and you think back on now, what memories are you going to have? What's going to come to mind, you think, when you think about your college days during this unprecedented, ever-changing normal? I could step yeah. in here. Yeah, Alex. Um, so this past semester, I actually had COVID um, at the beginning of it. And uh, I think that's definitely something that's going to stick in my mind, just because, you know, going back you know, to the previous question, uh, my parents own their own small business. And so there was a lot of balancing that I had to do between my academic obligations and then helping my parents, like my parents' businesses and things like that, just because I do some small bookkeeping for them. And looking back, I definitely am not going to be very fond <laughs> of all the hardships that kind of came with this whole, you know, changing time. But I will say that uh, it's definitely taught me a lot of resiliency, uh, you know, from my own mental well-being, you know, to not feel as if I'm overwhelmed with just the weight of the world and kind of just being able to manage time and manage stress and things like that. So, yeah, a lot of learning from the past year and a half. Thank you. Ulysses, I see you nodding your head. Um, what are you going to remember these times for? Um, just remembering the times of, like Alex was saying, the struggle that we've all been through, but it also has taught me a lot of different aspects that I can bring to my life, you know, um, learning how to contact people virtually, learning how to get that confidence and go out and speak to people. It really has helped me personally. I mean, being behind a computer screen is one thing, but just giving the confidence to talk to people and, you know, learn that different aspects of technology, what people just give me time, really just time to learn what I want to do in my life, you know, everything kind of look back and be like, wow, I had this time to learn and feel out the path of where I'm going, get to know this person, that person, so. Thank you, Sarah, how about you? In terms of remembering this time years from now, what do you think will come back to come to mind? Yeah, I think um, when everything kind of shut down and everything, it was this awesome time to just get to know, to spend more time, quality time with the, my family and things like that. And, but for education wise, it really helped me kind of gauge in on my like time management and how I was going to, how I, how I best learn, you know, because a lot of times people are just going to tell you how you learn. This is how I want you to do it. This is how it's going to be done. Sure. But now it's taken on yourself. Like, okay, well, I know I can't read 40 pages and understand this, you know, like I have to take, break this down. And it was just very self uh, awareness for me. Powerful. Question for, for anyone who wants to jump in. Um, at what point did you want to give up? At what point, did, oh, I can't do this. What happened and how did you pivot? How did you pull through? Anyone have one of those moments where it really got to you and you had to pause and you did something? So the question is, did you have one of those moments? What was going on? And where did you draw your strength to get back into this new world? Ulysses, I see you nodding your head. Michelle, you're next. <laughs> uh, I've had one of those moments definitely during this time. Um, 
just with school, basically, it was just a lot of assignments, a lot of hard work and time that, like, everyone's been talking about sitting in front of a computer screen for hours, trying to learn the material, trying to get ready for exams, everything. It was like, I thought I couldn't do it. So I kind of had to have a talk with myself and realize my purpose and what I was here for, what I was in school for, my goals in the future, what I want to accomplish, and kind of really sit down and figure out who I am and Ooh. what I'm really good at and how I can, like Sarah said, manage my time properly. So it just kind of had to have a talk to myself. Love it, love it. Michelle, how about you? Did you have one of those mo moments where you just felt, ugh? Yep. <laughs> I'm about to lose my head, right? Yeah, I think we all probably have had at least one of those during this experience. <laughs> For me, it was probably just like an average day, but a ton of assignments were due. And I just remember thinking like, how am I gonna get this all done? Like, is it even worth it anymore? I've seen so many things where you could just go and get experience in a year and get a job. But I was like, you know what? I made it this far. I know that Temple has a great human resources management program and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna finish it and I'm gonna be proud of myself for it. Did you feel as though you were out there by yourself or did you have others to lean on or you decided I'm, I'm gonna take care of this individually? I did feel like I had the support of my family behind me and my friends. How about you, Alex? Did you have one of those moments where, oh, of course, where did you draw your, your strength from moving to, to move forward, to move beyond? Yeah, um, I'd say the exact moment was definitely when I got that test result back and it said positive, um, just because the implications of that meant that, you know, obviously we had to assume that everyone in my house had it. And so that means that my parents would have to, you know, put, put in a lot of parameters to make sure that their business could still operate without them being there. And so a lot of these external thoughts and a lot of these, you know, speculations of what life can be like in the next couple of days really started to kind of crash and start to come down. But um, we all kind of just sat down together in the living room and just kind of started to talk about everything and just try to think about different resources and different people that we could rely on outside of just our immediate family. And for the next, for like that hour, it was very difficult, but, you know, we kind of relied on each other and, you know, really, really just leaned on each other. And at the end of the day, we all got through it. Everything was okay. But that first hour really felt like an entire day of just dread, you know, but things get better. Thinking of better, I'm gonna show a video right now. It's all of 30 seconds, but it's one around resilience. Temple is featured. I think the graduation speaker will be someone you, you readily uh, notice and, and know. But it's 30 seconds and, and what you just shared kind of reinforces the message that's in the video. So just watch. This is the fact that you are all and we are all beacons of light. Light warriors. Don't allow anything or anyone to ever squelch it, diminish it, or try to push it in some corner. It's too big. You are too big and too grand. Can anybody hear me? You're light, you're light, you're too big. Whew. Sarah, reactions to the video? What did it make you think or feel? You know, it kind of made me feel sad, to be honest with you. I know that's probably not what you're expecting. No, same way. But, um, 
but so I think like I have already had my college years, you know, and I've already had my friends, I've already had my nights out. And then I think of all the younger students here that are really missing out on big graduations like that, going out in the city and really enjoying their college years. And I do feel really bad that they're missing out on that. And Roxanne, how are, how are you rebounding and even living, missing out on some of the things that Sarah said? You know, rebounding, I, at first it was really hard because I didn't really make any friends in community college. Um, not really the environment to do that. So I was really excited to come to Temple just, you know, that was one of the big reasons. And I haven't been able to do that. And I don't know when I'll be able to do that. So that's definitely something I would say I've missed out on big time. And I, right now, it's not affecting me too much. I can't say I'm really rebounding though because there's nothing I can really do about it. So I just try to live my life. I'll go out to a bar once in a while that has, you know, social distance and, and coronavirus precautions set up. But rebounding, <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> what, what advice, what advice would you have for the next generation of students that might have to deal with something like this, where it was living in uncertainty, ambiguity, didn't see it coming. So from, from a be strong, be stern, focused, what advice would you give to future students? Let's start with Alex. It's loaded. Yeah, it's loaded. Like, oh, professor, come on. Yeah. Um, honestly, the, the thing that I needed most was definitely a core network that already kind of existed. And I know that's a bad answer because not everybody's fortunate enough to have that. But I know for me, you know, being home was kind of bearable because my hometown network of friends, you know, from high school, we were all here. So even though we couldn't, you know, hang out as usual, we would, you know, be out in parking lots, sit in the back of cars, you know, kind of just relax, you know, far away. And that was kind of like a reset, you know, when things get hard, when things kind of feel like, wow, I'm stuck in this isolated chamber that is my room, you know, I get to hang out with people again and be like, you know, things are still going. Love it, love it. Michelle, how about you? Any advice? I would say to take it one day at a time and just be patient with yourself. I mean, each day is gonna be different. It's kind of the same, but every day is also different. And if you're just patient with yourself and try to take at least 30 minutes each day to do something that you enjoy, that isn't doing work, isn't doing work, just something, get your mind off of it, just to keep you sane. It sounds like you're not looking into the future. You're just in the moment right now, in, in the now, in the now. Yeah. Speaking of now, Shannon, now what's happening in the chat room? <laughs> Folks are just appreciating all of you today, everything that you're sharing. Folks are saying you're gonna be ready to take on the world. Um, appreciate you taking your time to share your perspectives and best wishes for you and your future. Um, this is an awesome meeting um, conversation that wasn't possible BZ before Zoom. And it's so rewarding to listen to these intelligent individuals. Uh, shout out to the video, Dr. James, you showed Temple made, have chills. You are um, all too big to let this pandemic get in your way. Um, but I have a question for you, and I hope it's quick enough, Dr. James, to, to ask uh, or get a response from each student. Sure. Um, 
What did you learn about yourself that you didn't know before the pandemic? Go ahead, Sarah, why don't you start us off and you hand it off to who you want next. So I actually, um, I'm gonna blame this on the military, but I had this whole sense that it was like, I can do this. I don't need any, I don't need your help. I don't need anyone's help. I can do this. And the more, the longer that this went on, it was like, I cannot do this on my own. Like I really, really learned to rely on my husband and rely on my parents and, and friends way more than I had ever done. Awesome. Who, who do you want to answer next? <laughs> uh, let's go Michelle. All right, Michelle. I learned that really no matter what, we can get it done. I mean, I thought that maybe Zoom life wouldn't be for me, but here I am and I'm still pushing. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. Awesome. All right, Michelle, who are you going to ask? What, what did you know about yourself before Zoom and before the pandemic? Mm, I'm going to ask Alex. <laughs> sure. Um, one thing I didn't know about myself, honestly, uh, my patience. Um, I, before this, I like always thought, you know, oh yeah, I was, I was a patient person. I've worked in, you know, customer service. I know how to deal with people, but man, like after dealing with just like online, like, like video meetings for the first time, trying to like, you know, trying to like talk to, uh, disagreeable professors who were a little bit stringent on, you know, video cam policy, all that stuff. It was challenging, but you know, as time went on and as people kind of got the norms of what to do and what to expect, things got a little bit easier. But uh, to pass it on, I'll give it to Ulysses. Well, I kind of learned a couple of things. Uh, I've learned, like Alex, I am not a very patient person. I've learned, to, <laughs> I've learned you know, grow on that patient side, but also I kind of learned a lot about myself. Um, I didn't know that, you know, that confidence, you know, being able to talk to people, but also just, you know, being able to take day by day. And it, it was just so hard. So I just kind of learned that about myself that I, I need to be confident, take everything day by day, you know, trust in myself, you know, have those people around me and you know, keep going. Mm -hmm. Roxanne, your turn. I learned that I can handle a lot more than I thought I could. When this all started, I didn't really see myself being able to handle the whole you know, social life aspect or the whole on my computer all the time aspect. But now we're almost a year later, a whole year later, and I'm pretty settled in. And although I'm definitely looking forward to the end still, um, I've learned that I, I can handle it in my own ways and it's not, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Love it. Great question. Great question. Did everyone go? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Shannon. What would you do over? Knowing what you know now, if you had a chance to do one thing over to create a better experience, what would you, what would you have done? Or what would you do? Do over. Michelle, I see you thinking. What would you do over? Over. Who wants to give it, Michelle? Sarah? I'll jump in. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, I think I waited too long to find a hobby, like Michelle was saying, to just do something that isn't work, that isn't school, that just brings some kind of joy. 
And I'm going to encourage everybody to do that now so that you never have to feel like that <laughs> if we ever get back to this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Alex, you have a do-over? Yeah, uh, I'd invest in GameStop, <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be honest with you. Um, but jokes aside, uh, a serious thing that I would definitely do over is, hmm, I would say do a lot more uh, introspective thinking. Uh, I know a lot, like I was kind of so overwhelmed with trying to like think, oh, how can I get ahead? You know, how can I, you know, take this time to maybe not get caught behind every like everyone else, you know, because of everything going on. But yeah, like one of the thing, big things that, I, that like helped me a lot was I started to do meditation with my parents. Uh, mm. Like sometimes like they would just kind of set aside 30 minutes of just trying to figure out, you know, how to not be overwhelmed with everything. And so kind of be have like inner peace and things like that or try to be there. So I'd see that doing that earlier in the pandemic would have definitely um, helped a lot with just personal self-management, you know, with like the mind and things like that. So I know that's a little bit corny, but it, it helped me a lot. Good. That's good. What's what's next for you? Uh, I know your majors. You shared them earlier. As you think about getting into the workplace, what do you want to do? Here's your opportunity because there may be some hiring folks out there watching. What what do you want to do? What's what's in the offing when your temple journey is over? Roxanne, Roxanne. Well, I think with human resources, it's not the same entry path for everyone. It's um, really different for everyone pretty much. But I think my ideal goal is I would like to find some sort of assistant position somewhere, maybe an HR generalist, some something administrative, um, working for someone I can learn a lot from and just work my way up from there. But first and foremost, I want to find something that I'll be content with and um, that treats me well. But definitely, I would like to kind of shadow someone who has similar future goals as I do and works in the human resources field. Well, we're going to make it difficult for you to get there because for those of you who don't know, Roxanne was one of my students last year. She is now an intern with our organization. So she gets a chance to work with us very closely. And we're going to be that company you're talking about, <laughs> or at least we're going to do our best to do that. Sarah, how about you? When your temple journey is over. So I am just hoping to find um, obviously uh, an HR position I think I actually want to go more into the payroll kind of aspect of it. I, I do that a lot at my job now. I do a lot of, um, you know, time cards and things like that. But honestly, I'm really open for anything, to be honest. I, I never want to close the door on an opportunity because mm. you just don't know if you love it until you try it. So I am open for anything. All right. How about you, Lissies? What's, what's, what's next when your TU journey is over? Well, my TU journey is almost over. Um, <laughs> big smile on your face, big smile. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, May's coming real soon. But uh, I'm looking, you know, graduate school is next. I'm looking for assistantships to help while I'm in graduate school, look for internships going along that route and looking for jobs, you know, um, sports marketing and sponsorship, you know, looking to get involved with different teams, companies of that aspect. And, just keep going. So after graduate school, during graduate school, just keep pushing along to, you know, work my way up the chain and put this hard work to use. Mm, heavy lifting, heavy lifting. Michelle, how about you? 
So after graduation, I would love to get into HR, specifically in recruiting or employee relations. And I don't really have a specific company, just I'd love to work for a company that really values their employees. Mm, love it, love it. AM, Alex Moon. Yeah, so something that's really interested in me is, at least when it comes to HR specifically, kind of similar to Michelle, kind of like recruitment or talent acquisition, things like that. Honestly, just the idea of talking to people and convincing them to, you know, get into a product or get into a service, you know, I guess you could say sales as well. Anything like that is really kind of to pique my interest, especially, you know, as I've gotten farther along in TU. So when it comes to specific industries or specific companies, I guess like everybody else, you know, I'm not exactly too sure where I want to land, but I do know I want to land running. So I want to land running. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, you know that I'm an educator, but you also know that I'm a motivational speaker and I run my mouth for a living. I do what's called keynotes, motivational keynotes. That's when you're in front of an audience and you're blowing them away with some encouragement, some empowerment. I want each of you to think about helping us finish the show today with a bang, something inspirational, something positive, something game-changing or a difference-making. I'm gonna give each one of you 30 seconds to look at your camera. That's right, it's coming. Look at your camera and give us 30 seconds of what's on your heart, what's on your mind, the future, based on everything we just have experienced throughout the last year. I wanna end with a bang, something strong. Ulysses, I'm gonna knock on your door first. 30 seconds, bring it, man, bring it. <laughs> All right, 30 seconds. Um, I would say be confident. Uh, know yourself, figure out yourself, figure out what you want to do and keep going on with it. Um, know who is on your corner, have support system, always talk to them, lean on them. The people by your side are always going to be by your side. So keep working with them. They'll always help you. Like Dr. James always says in, in class, be unique, you know, so be yourself, you know, so I'll never forget who you are. So keep oh, going. Love it. Love it. Love it. Roxanne, bring it, bring it. I would say stick with it stick with yourself believe in yourself i just gotta say last semester i had five classes three of them were statistics classes and i had surgery in the middle of the semester and i got through it (laughs) and that was a hard time i have no family out here so if i can get through that and be just fine now just stick with it stick with life and life will stick with you love it love it love it michelle michelle bring the fire bring the fire I would say don't let the circumstances define you. Nobody was expecting the pandemic. Nobody really wanted to do Zoom University, but you can't let that define you. Just keep sticking with it. Know yourself, know what you can do and know what you need. If you need a big support system, go out and get that for yourself because you can set your mind to whatever you want to do. Love it, love it. Sarah D, Sarah D, bring it, bring the heat. So there's a quote that Dr. James told us in class uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was something about if you you work, when you work, you chase money. When you do something you love, money chases you. And I think that's super important because if, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that life is precious and it's short and you should spend your time doing something you love. So that is my goal in life. Love it. Love it. Alex Moon, AM. Bring it in. Not to bring in some competition against uh, Dr. Smith, but um, one of my favorite motivational speakers and just role models is a man named David Goggins. He was a, a Navy SEAL, a lot of backstory, but to keep it short, one of his sayings that he 
brought about and one of his speaking was there is inspiration and in suffering and it's very like that is where you can find inspiration the most and it's very easy to have a bad day it's very normal to have a bad day right now and you're working hard don't let these bad days kind of let them define who you are when you're having a bad time just think about the hardships you're going through but also think about where you're going to end up after learning and after experiencing failure how you're going to bounce back from it impressive impressive my students love them love them love them, love them. hey shannon time to land the plane our Thoughts? future is bright dr james if 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 this is any indication of our future leaders we need you folks and you did an amazing job today thank you for your vulnerability your transparency and your time dr james i am blessed to have been part of today's show so thank you for including me as well absolutely giants five giants whoa you did it now in class tomorrow i want you to tell the others what they know i don't want you to do that appreciated your 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 vulnerability your authenticity your willingness and your journey thank you for sharing your journey we've all learned stick with it and for you it keeps getting better it keeps getting better join us next week 12 o'clock and and marinate on some of the the pearls and gems that were shared today they're doing the darn thing in spite of the pandemic in spite of the virtual learning they're still soaring and they will continue to soar every day we'll see you next week and don't forget you've just been impacted take care This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.